Hello Fly Nation and welcome to the Freestyle Your Life podcast, the one and only podcast inspiring you to live your authentic greatness while teaching you that less is more. I'm your host, Anesta Kalajimaman, and I'm on my mission to help you to be the hero you were meant to be and to live what you came for in life and in business. Remember, the quest we came here for is to discover our true nature, explore our potential and share it by living. Hello Fly Nation, I'm thrilled to introduce you to my today's guest, Eric Nadine. Eric Nadine hosts the Halfway There podcast and he's the author of the 8-day experience. We will be exploring how to find back to our authentic self and live spiritually aligned with the universe. In this inspiring interview, Eric shares his process of spiritual reading. Wish you so much fun and takeaways in this episode. Because I just love this name, <laughs> but you will explain us how, how this came. So we just met actually in Tampa in February and so glad to have you on the, on the pod today, Eric. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited. Yes, wonderful. So, well, I have two questions I wanted to discuss with you. And um, afterwards, I would just say, let me on the fly and just uh, follow where God will take us, right? Yeah, sounds good. So um, we are both sort of the uh, fan of being authentic, right? I know you just uh, did a webinar on that. And um, anyway, it's my topic uh, uh, anyway, because freestyling Your life means to free your life from whatever sucks, could be anything, partnership, workship, um, things that uh, bring, bring you into illness, whatever it is, might be different for everybody. And to, um, to style life at own authentic terms. So getting off the roads and off the cage and whatever we try to behave or think we have to do Uh, what is put on us through evolution or, or childhood or whatever to becoming just ourselves. And that's, for my opinion, and what I experience in my life journey is the only thing that, that leads us to ourselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that, Yeah, so that's my emphasis with everything um, I'm, I'm doing and, of course, with my guests also. So I, uh, um, I, I bring up guests who relate to this topic and who have their own experiences because I believe in, um, uh, in life-changing stories of whoever it might be. It doesn't have to be an expert, a so-known expert, um, but I also have people um, which I consider as expert because they have a, a, a big resilience factor in, in it. They have survived trauma or whatever. Losing a child could be anything. And they, uh, they, they have gone back up again. So for me, they are sort of experts too. So I, there's no diploma or whatever needed here. So what I would love to explore, I saw on your Facebook site, you just had to uh, had a question there. What do you wish you could tell your younger self about spiritual practices? Yeah. That's a great question, right? And I saw the people uh, discussing there. And um, so, um, well, at a certain age, of course, we have some experiences in every part of our life and some might be good some might be be bad and and even yeah well we have struggles and everything but the challenge is to accept whatever is right yeah so to go against the challenges and and against the struggle is for what i found out in in my life uh, life journey uh, wasn't the the healing factor or wasn't the solution For me, it was just to accept whatever it is. If it sucks, it sucks. So I have <laughs> to watch out if I can change it. But by by avoiding it, we just get more of it, right? So 
I'm I'm keen on on your um, intention to that um, also from the from the Bible and the, the Christian point there. So let me say, you are the founder of Christian Podcasters Association, which are podcasters related to this topic inside, right? Exactly, Christians who are podcasters. So yes. Yeah, generally not. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Christian category in iTunes is actually the biggest one. It's got yes, the most people in there. A, a lot of them are um, sermons that are, you know, put out there after the after a Sunday morning. But um, there's a whole bunch of us who are also trying to use our gifts and, and abilities um, yeah. in a podcast as well. So those are the people I'm trying to attract there. Okay, um, maybe I do it. I do the same, but I don't have the emphasis on, mm -hmm. on the Christian part yet. So I'm, I, I have a, a channeling trainership and everything. But for me, I decided I just did it to understand myself better, right? But I'm not working on it. So what I do with it, um, whenever I'm in sales or whenever in preparation for an interview like that, I tune in within uh, into that. So I have uh, the intuition uh, how how the yeah how how the space is and how open up the space to be secret and uh, that's how I use it. Yeah, absolutely. I so I started that group because um, back then, and when I started podcasting about three years ago, there weren't very many Christian um, like groups on Facebook where we could kind of yeah. get together and help each other. Um, the Christian groups that I could find for podcasts were really just link dropping groups where you could come in and drop your link to your latest show. And, you know, you might find some other people that you like there, but there wasn't really any connection. In fact, they discouraged it. One, one place I tried to ask a question like I did, like you mentioned, and uh -huh. they said, they wrote me and said, Hey, don't do that. I was like, oh, okay. okay. So I decided to make my own group. And uh, mm -hmm. that's why I started that group to bring us together. And I've seen some really cool um, relationships develop in that group. So there are uh -huh. some people, well, I'll give you an example. So you, you mentioned that I did a webinar recently with a friend, Tracy. Yeah. And uh, she was in a little mastermind that I did with a guy named Mikhail. Mikhail is a, um, he is a audio editor. And he does a great job at that, cleaning up audio, making it better. Um, and Tracy had a bunch of episodes that were he she was behind on. She had couldn't get them published. She was having a hard time working through getting everything edited. They got together in this mastermind, and Mikhail said, "Hey, I'll do I'll do some for free for you." And so they did. And uh, today she's now she's paying him for his services, and she's cranking out episodes regularly. Uh, because she doesn't have to do all the work. So bringing people together was really what I was trying to do with that group. Yeah, that's what I felt out of it. And that's, uh, that's really, um, I'm, I'm standing really for compassionate love and for, for collaborating. So in my opinion, um, everybody working on his own and against the others is completely the wrong way. I think we right. only can succeed for example, we as podcast colleagues uh, uh, here or what, whatever other field this might be, we can only um, uh, all together sort of succeed in in participating, in supporting each other, right? Absolutely. So, but that's my, my feeling onto that. I'm a firm believer in the phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats. And so, yeah. you know, as long as we're all going up, then I don't, you know, podcasting is growing exponentially. I don't know if you, I think Steve shared this at New Media Summit in Tampa, but uh, in at the end of 2000, um, or at the beginning of 2018, there were 400,000 podcasts. At the end of 2018, there were 600,000 podcasts. Yeah. It's like a 50% yeah. growth rate in one year. Yeah, because it's just a fantastic uh, uh, medium, right? Right, right. To share and and for the listeners, so I decided to to um, give mine for free. So uh, I'm on, I'm airing twice a week, and uh, I'm I'm discussing everything related to my topic. Could be also um, I have a life and business because for me it it's both together, right? So I'm. Uh, my audience is uh, entrepreneurs, so 
uh, well, I'm of course I'm I'm myself, but at the same time I'm here with you and I'm here with my listeners and I'm a businesswoman. So, uh, for my impression, you cannot share it. I'm always both. Right. If I grow my my um, in transformation and and develop um, myself, this also leads to growth in the business field, right? Because it, yes, yeah. some people they try to separate it. I think it's 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 both. It's we are always we are one person and we are always both. Yeah, it's all it's all connected. That's what I think. So um, my question would be: What means authenticity regarding the experience with God? Because you have mm. a group there, mm-hmm. right? Could you tell us more about that and maybe to the so the question with the younger self and the spiritual yeah. practices. Yeah. So a couple of things. I asked that question on Facebook, and that, um, because I'm actually going to do a retreat for our young adults uh, at our church in a couple of weeks, and so I'm thinking about spiritual practices, and I'm going to kind of share share with them what, uh, what spiritual practices are and, and kind of habits that they can develop to to have an authentic experience with God. Um, and I was really curious what other people would say. And some people put some really great answers in there. Um, but then also asking that question is an interesting um, story as far as me finding my own authentic self. Right. So I tried for a lot of years and I'll come back to the authentic experience of God, I promise. But I um, tried for a lot of years to be the guy who was a teacher because I was in school. I, it took me nine years to get a three year degree. <laughs> Took a yeah. while, but um, I, um, you know, in that environment, teachers are the ones who are generally um, celebrated and, and given positions. And I wasn't really a teacher, but I tried really hard for a long time. And then I learned that I'm really just a conversation starter. That I love to start conversations. And so uh, that question, you'll you'll notice, it, and we've been friends on Facebook for maybe a month, but you'll notice every once in a while I'll ask questions. Um, I'll maybe two or three a week to try to start a conversation. And then that actually turns out to be really, really effective for doing things like that. So getting into a a relationship with God, like an authentic relationship with God, I actually think for me, conversation and questions turned out to be the way that I really learned to interact with him. So, um, I, uh, much prefer I can tell you the story of how I how I learned it but I had to go outside of my tradition that I grew up in in order to find a practice that um that was um that kind of connected me to yeah that's okay to connected me to God in a in a way that I actually um you know could feel his presence and so um like I, I think that authentic experience an authentic experience with God does help you feel his presence. And so I get it. Not everybody is going to define or understand God as the personal God that I, that I define from through scripture. But, um, I think you have to approach him honestly. And that includes asking your questions that includes coming, coming to him when, when you don't feel like it, I actually wrote a, a, um, I guess a giveaway on, on my website called what to do when you're mad at God. Right. Because, that's an experience that many of us have. Um, and then there's just not a lot out there about how to handle that. Yeah, but I'm so glad, uh, Eric, that you mentioned that and uh, that you bring it up because uh, we all know if everything running smooth and easy and lovely, uh, it's it, it's not a challenge to feel abundant, right? Right. And to, to be in a good connection. But if, everything breaking down and we hit rock bottom and uh, then we sort of uh, yeah naturally ask please where are you yeah even maybe uh, those who are not that in a strong uh, relationship right so um, um, and that are the tough times that make us wonder huh where the hell is he, right? Right. And and why is he not supporting me? Yeah. And uh, so yeah. I'm... Well, you know what I love is that... the So I think a lot of us think that the Bible is just going to tell us how we should be or whatever. But the Bible actually can contains all of these experiences of God that we that we have. And so I wrote that based on a little book 
in the Old Testament. Nobody can find it. Most people have to use their table of contents to find it called Habakkuk. He's a prophet. And he had that same problem. He had this issue where he was like, hey, God, the, you know, people are not doing the things that you told them to do. Um, and I don't have to tell you the whole story, but he he, he asked God his um, he asked God the question, like, what are you going to do about this? And I thought that was yeah. so powerful to take it yeah. to the, to him and say, OK, what's going on? Then God answers him. And he's even more upset because, hey, I don't like that answer because, you know, you're going to OK, you're going to punch him, but we're all going to suffer. And um, he does this really interesting thing. He says, I'm going to sit down here and wait and see what God says, what kind of response I'm going to get to my question. And I think that's a powerful uh, posture to take, to ask your question, to sit down. And it doesn't have to be, it, it may take time. We don't know how long he waited. He may have waited five minutes. He may, he was a prophet. So maybe he may have waited a year. I don't know. It doesn't say, but he waited. And sometimes we, we, we want to skip over the waiting part, but that's the part where we're actually forged in a relationship with him. It's where trust is developed, is born. Right. But of course, that's the, the hard part of it, right? So yeah. if I, uh, if I uh, share my example, so uh, I was all of what went wrong and was not authentic to me. I was, um, I was lying, um, behaving like that, being not authentic. I was lying constantly to myself and that led to multiple uh, diseases uh, wherever. So um, I, I finally faced that, right? And that's uh, when I started, uh, I went to my dad and said, please give the Bible. So um, I didn't do real, read too much of it before, but then in that case I did because I was not able to manage every, anything and was just uh, terribly ill. And um so, so I was looking for connection there. And on the other hand, of course, I said, uh, well, I already saw the other side. So I said, uh, please, uh, what did I do so wrong to end up here, right? With multiple cancer and, mm. and uh, heavy diseases. So, um, and my solution to it was, well, um, I was acting too much. I was managing too much, uh, being a single mom with two sons, two companies and everything. So wow. Just trying to get by and, of course, totally overwhelmed. And that was uh, much too much. And But I didn't have the solution how I could step a little bit back because, yeah, I was bringing in the money, right? So if I wasn't working... Who was? Nobody, right? right? So there was not really a solution to that, but I saw I was running open eyes. I was running against the wall. And uh, finally, yeah, that turned out that was the case. And I um, was, was pushing harder and and um, and being ancient and, and uh, fearful and everything. That was not the solution, right? So for, for myself, the solution was I was there um in 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 a case i couldn't move anymore so i had the, all the muscle problems and everything wow. i lost my consciousness and uh, that that there was nothing to do any anymore not even to move so i was stuck there to really have time to think everything over because there was nothing else no more to do or manage or whatever wow. and um my my solution was to indulge in this, right? And um, that's, of course, I didn't want to do that, right? I was, I, I was trying to, have to, to, to prepare everything. So uh, with alternative and patient in, in, uh, disposal and everything like that, and I still got, uh, I wasn't old actually, and I, I still got young um, sons and well, but I had to face the case how it was. So, but I was still asking, please, why, why is it? Why, what did I do so bad to receive that uh, challenge? Right? Yeah. Did you get an answer? Um, the answer was I had 
really to indulge in that. So yeah. I had to stop fighting. I was, I was never a time oh, to, I, I was running through so many challenges in my life, but I, I never, I'm not the person to give up. But in this special case, it was not, of course, not giving up, but it was to stop to fight against or for or whatever uh, thing. So it was just to accept whatever is, because it's, it's stupid to fight against it. It's already like it is, right? Right. So what I learned is um, if we can do something about it, what the situation is we don't like, so we'll act on it and change it. And if we cannot change it, because it's not in our hands, so like you spoke about not being in control, right? Yeah. Um, that, that was a big uh, topic for me because I felt totally I lost control about over everything. And, um, but that was my lesson to learn also in this, in this case. And um, yeah, either we can change it, then change it, or if we cannot change it because it's haven't given or whatever, then we have to accept it. Because worrying and, uh, and, and fighting against will not solve the problem. Right. You have to accept reality yeah. before it can, it can change. And so doesn't mean we, we like it or we, right. uh, we, we, are, uh, we agree with it. But um, I think this is uh, for our listeners here is very important to mention. But to, to fight against something that already is and we are not in the position to change it then right. fighting is just losing energy, right? Totally. That's one of the things I like about Habakkuk there um, is his story. So he has this questioning, right? And he's going through that and he's having this conversation with God. And uh, in the end, um, he's so impressed by the response that God gives him. There's this beautiful little poem at the end that where he says, listen, even if there's no uh, cattle in the stalls or you know, weed in the fields or whatever, you know, no grapes on the vines, I will still worship you. I will still trust you. And it's, yeah. it's just this beautiful thing. So he had to do the same, right? He had to accept, yeah. okay, this is what is going to happen. And um, I'm still going to trust to trust God because his plan is bigger than what I can even imagine. And he sees the whole picture. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, it's interesting, but he had to go through that. And I think we do too. We have to go through the experience of asking the questions of accepting reality and then moving through it in order to, in order to, you know, get to the other side really. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, when we look back, of course, uh, we, we might have done, uh, things different or made different decisions right but but now we know better because now we can see the whole field in that situation we couldn't we could just see whatever right is in front of us right so so um well the 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 saying in looking backwards you know what would would have been better but right. in, in that situation, it's just difficult. So, but I learned a lot from Neil D- uh, Donald Walsh with his uh, conversations with God. I bet I you did over and over because um, I thought, oh, when when he gained wisdom with that, and there are all the recordings. So I highly recommend this. Um, why shouldn't I, right? So right. That, that was my approach on that. And, and just by him asking all the, all the questions there, and um, I, I learned a lot for myself also. Yeah, I can imagine. I, that sounds like a really incredible time in your life, and, and I can only imagine how that would shape you, yeah. It was, it was. So I'm glad I'm still here and uh, I made it. And uh, yeah, but I, I had to learn to to um, to emphasize my feminine part and to give that space and to uh, to rest and uh, and chill out. But actually, as such a managing person and my masculine side dominating, I I didn't even know how to do it. Yeah. Right, I was running all the time, and uh, 
um, yeah, I should have uh, delegated more to my partner at this time and to my sons. But, uh, well, oh, mom, do it later. And then they don't do it. You have kids yourself. You know uh, how it is, right? Yep. So uh, I always said, uh, if I talk too much, until I talk, I have, it, I have done it, right? So it was always me doing everything. So, and but that was uh, that was what I tolerated, right? It, it, right. And, and that's what I learned. It's um, it's always two parts in it, right? And and there's there's one doing something or not doing something, and there's the, the other part on the other side who doesn't like it, right? And even especially in relationships, right? So women, uh, mostly, most most of the time, the women they they uh, yeah, they attempt the man to be on the Valentine's Day with flowers, whatever, right? And but they they I, very often they don't tell him what they expect, right? Right. So how can he know, right? Yes. And so. So I, I think we should be much clearer in in communicating whatever we need, whatever we we want, and whatever we are prepared to give in yeah. whatever field, relationship or, or in a joint venture or a workshop, whatever it is. And we we need to, to be authentic, we need to set barriers, whatever we tolerate or not. Right, absolutely. Right, we can't be authentic. Yeah, so I had a I had gone to a conference last fall um, with Cliff Ravenscraft, who's one of my podcasting heroes, um, and he said both of those things, and I was really impressed by that because one, so we have the life we tolerate, right? Like that's just you, you know, if you're happy with you know dishes in the sink, then that's how it goes, right? That's what you're gonna have. Yeah. Um, and that's just a trivial example. But also, um, his wife made this point really well. She said, you have um, or 100% of unspoken expectations go unmet. Yeah. Right. Because you simply can't know that it's an expectation. And then that causes other conflict. And I do I tell you what, my wife and I struggle with that all the time. Like we just how do we how do we communicate exactly what we mean and what we what we want? Yeah. And then how do we, you know, and sometimes, you know, you have to be able to ask and accept a no if that's not something some, somebody else can do. Um, you know, my wife works and she's getting ready to go to school. There's going to be times when she's... Uh, With all the kids. Yeah, she's gonna not going to be able to be there the way I'd like her to be. And I'm going to have to be okay with that. But we're communicating about the... Uh, expectation of okay what does it look like in this yeah, um, yeah for that reason yeah and I, and I think really um, in, in all areas of life communication is uh, to master that skill uh, openly and without meaning any bad meaning into it but just uh, communicating what we are prepared and what we can do what we want to and what we can tolerate and whenever it's not it's tending on the opposite opposite and not good for us it's asked to, to tell right up front very polite and and friendly there's no nothing to be bad about it but tell no that's not working like that right so whenever somebody i was sort of the the the, the over helping person i was yeah, I was so helpful, and um, and uh, onto everything I already got on my list here. I was helping everybody out there, and myself was even in a better uh, physical situation from from his point. So um, that, that that was stupid, but I was still working on my helping genius yeah what uh, my what, what my driven motivator was so that was that was complete silly right because i never learned to say no yeah was that because your identity was wrapped up in how helpful you were um not really but uh, ah. it was it was a sort of a motivator yeah 
it wasn't my uh, my identity, but it was it was really as a, uh, uh, one part of getting me go. Gotcha. Yes, but the problem was I'm very empathic, and why I did act, I really, um, I had a lot of illness time and time to think, which I didn't have before. So that's my afterwards now seeing backwards. In my consideration, I got plenty of the accidents and of the really heavy illnesses like cancer um, that kept me out of the whole trip there, uh, not for two weeks like a cold, but for a long time. Yeah. And uh, with broken leg, whatever. And um, so I was out of the normal life and I had time to think. Hey, what what's happening here? What I'm doing here? How can I react? How can I manage? Or what's going on mm, here? Yeah, all these questions, right? So um, it, it's interesting. It, if you don't make the margin in your life, the margin will come to you. Exactly. Right, and that's what happened to you. Yeah. So glad you you bring this in one sentence on the table. So sometimes I'm still German. Sometimes my my English is sort of funny here, and <laughs> I, I hope it's it's okay. Um, but um, yes, it's just like that. And I was such an empath, and and never learned to say no. And before saying no, I was anticipating how the person I would tell uh, no to how they would feel. And I actually felt their feelings. And that was right. what, what uh, caused the, the initial problems. Because um, I, 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 couldn't, um, I couldn't separate my feelings, what, what was my feeling, from all the feelings of the loved ones, the colleagues, whatever. Because I, uh, it was just a mess. Um, I bet. Right, so to to tune into all these thoughts and all these feelings of everybody, and um, uh, forgetting self love and protecting myself totally. Right. And, well, I got the time to think it over. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Right, it's it's gonna come to you whether you want it or not. That's why I think spiritual practices are really important. Right. Because yeah. if you if you develop them, I'm not a fan of discipline, just be honest up front. But but uh, as you do them, um, you know, I, you actually can create that margin in your life. And so there are certain practices that people have used, Christians have used, especially for you know, thousands of years or, or hundreds of years anyway, um, that create that margin for you. So I think that's really important. So that could be what? Well, so I'll give you an example. So one process is one called Lectio Divina, or you could just think of it as spiritual reading. And spiritual reading is a process where you read the text, take it like a short passage of, of the Bible, and you basically yeah. meditate on it. That's that's a short version. Yeah. But you read it, you reflect on it, um, you respond, and then you just remain. You let it sit with you and just take some time to reflect and Ask God, like, what is he trying to say to you through this passage? Okay. So mm -hmm. that's actually the process that I used to write. I started writing these eight-day experiences. Um, mm -hmm. And I used, I took that process that I'd learned and stretched it out over eight days. Because I think so many of us have so little margin. We're, we're running around and we get yeah. bogged down if we don't have time to do it every single day. I've been in Bible study. I mean, I've been, listen, I've been... I've done everything right in the, the Christian world here, at least in the United States. Um, they are like, I have, we do these long Bible studies that I never do. You're supposed to do every day during the week and then talk about at a meeting time. I've never finished one of those. Like I give up. I don't, I don't do it. So I created this Bible study to kind of give you room for that. So, mm -hmm. okay. Maybe you can't do it every day. It's eight days. So do it every week, once a week do it every Monday or every Wednesday or whatever works for you for two months. And I actually think taking that time, getting this passage of scripture, just into your mind, into your heart, thinking about it, you'll probably have more insight, more connection to God over that two months with one passage than you would over, you know, 40 days with a whole book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
and that sort of uh, you come together or is it online or what is it? It's online. So it's a PDF that people can buy from my website, um, mm -hmm. ericlemons.com. But uh, it's just a it's, you know, it'll walk you through, you know, how to how to do the meditation, how to do the the ask the right questions. And then, um, you know, you can get a journal and, and write it all out and, and go through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but is there, is there a way to talk it over? You know, I do have a Facebook group for that uh, so that people can jump in there um, after or even during um, and we can talk it, talk about it as well. Yeah, because that community piece is important. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear what, uh, you know, what people have to say. Yeah, because I always emphasize that because there's so many material out there and everybody's uh, sort of, um, yeah, you have to do this and that and everything. And, but, but everybody's already overwhelmed with everything, with emails, with right. all tasks to do with whatever. And um, so I believe less is more. We have to become more of our true self, discover it. I totally lost myself in all that struggle and work and everything I had to do here. I had to find back to myself and then mm -hmm. develop and align with it. And uh, that, that's why I, it's, it's my own life experience and journey, what I'm talking about here. And, um, and then align with it and but it's 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 a it's a really it's a process. It's not just like you read the book or a PDF or do a course and and then <laughs> your life is transformed. I transform my life over and over and over, and I'm so right. ready with it. Absolutely. Well, and I think life is like that. It's the constant, you know, uh, revolution. Constantly asking that question: What do I want? Yeah. You know, what am I getting to where I want to go? Um, is super important. So I've heard this, I've heard business people use this um, analogy. Like if you take your business and you take all your people and you just fire them in your head, you don't have to really fire them, but fire them in your head and then start asking the question, okay, wh who would I hire back? Right. What, and for what role, where would I put this person? Where would I put this room? Maybe that person that I'm not going to bring back, whatever. And uh, it's an interesting exercise for a business, but imagine doing that for your life. Right. So if you take your life, scrape it kind of like you had to do, right. Scrape it off, take out all the expectations that people have of you, whatever. And you go, okay, what would I actually, what do I want here? So I have my religious commitments. I have my business commitments. I have my family commitments. I have, you know, social commitment, whatever they are, which ones are you going to add back? Which friends are you going to, you know, do you want to keep? And I, I wonder if, if we did that exercise on a regular basis, if it would change how we live. It would. Yeah. It would. I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm into that. I had to do it uh, in, in, in various uh, fields. So, uh, well, it is clear if you're, if you're, if you're so very ill and facing death, there's uh, of the so-called friends, nobody's left there, right? Yeah. So that's just a, a normal process because uh, one of them, they cannot see you uh, suffer, right? They don't just don't want to see it. And the others are not prepared to give something they wanted to take. And now there's nothing more to take. So they are gone. And uh, well, that's, that's, uh, that was really, really uh, bad to, to uh, yeah, to, not to observe it, but to be right into it. And so for that point, um, most of the people in, in my life, they, they took off or I took off. Yeah. Because I said, well, <laughs> I was giving all the time. That was fine for them. So now I'm in the position I cannot give because I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> my energy is gone and, and, and I'm facing death. So I, I cannot be uh, the helpful that, uh, that I've been before. And now I'm, um, yeah, they, there's nobody around, you know, like, um, could I help you now? So that would be in a normal case, right? Right. So everything should be in a sort of a, a balance. Uh, the, the, the universe is, is everything is a balance and everything has an opposite. 
of, of the things, right? And if we are just living one part of it, um, there, the, the turning point will be coming, right? So it's, it's up and down and dark and, and bright and uh, uh, everything, I, I don't even know what, what has no opposite. So it's sun and moon, it's everything. What I, maybe you have an idea what, 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 uh, what thing doesn't have a opposite, but um, most, most of the things do. And we just have to accept it. And if we are living on the one side only, that leads to problems. Right. Totally. Right. Yep. I totally so agree. I was, I was living the the masculine working working side there too much, and 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 not respecting the feminine side and the the, the side to to rest and everything, and that was not healthy. Yeah, I think I, totally. I think that's true. I I find that um, to be the case for me when when I think, and really, this goes back to expectations, right? So when I think that uh, other people expect something, a certain thing from me, you know, or there's a there's other people have a certain kind of success, and I want to have that success, so I've got to do all the same things. Um, I actually had a, a, so when I was preparing for this retreat, I'm, uh, I'm still in the middle of that, but I'm getting, getting there. And the, um, I was trying to think about, okay, I don't want to be the guy who like stands up and teaches. I think I said that earlier that I'm not really, I don't want to be a teacher. That's just not where I want to yeah. be. Uh, so I'm thinking, but that's every retreat I've ever been to is like that where, you know, somebody teaches four times and then, okay. So I had to think about that. And this came to me as, uh, this idea is that you can do this like you. You know, you can do this like who you are. Okay, so that's very freeing. I can be who I am. I can take off the expectations of, you know, how a retreat normally goes. And I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have four conversations and I'm going to teach them four practices. And that's going to be basically it. I think that has potential to be extremely valuable, uh, but it's how I want to do it. And so I'm, I'm even thinking about doing that in terms of... Um, in terms of speaking and I haven't figured out how to do this yet in a public speaking situation, but I would love to make that more of a conversation, right? Where even yeah. like in church, I don't know how, how, what your experience of that is like, but here mostly it's interactive. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Yeah. So I like should be interactive, I think. And I would love to kind of be somebody who, who is part of doing that, you know, okay, we'll get up there, but really I'm trying to create a conversation between, um, you know, the, the congregation and scripture and God between me and the congregation and then the people in the congregation as well. Like there's all these kind of conversations. And when you think about it like that, that kind of gets me excited. I think that's really fun. Yes. And, and I think uh, probably everybody getting the most out of it. You yeah. Know? Because you have all energies and everything into it. Yeah. But it go, going back to that sort of um, like you were saying, the idea of taking on the expectations of what other people were, were expecting of you and how people were taking and giving or whatever. Like I had to do that too. Like I had to kind of come to this place of know who I am is I'm a conversation starter and mm -hmm. the expectation I get it on a Sunday morning is going to be that you're going to come and impart the word from on high in the pulpit. But what if, what if, instead we all have a conversation and we all have an experience of God here together would that change what we do, what we think about each other and about, about God and and how we interact in the world? Yeah, heck yeah, I think it will. Me too. That would be great. Yeah. So you need to go for that. I right? do. I do. You know what? I just gotta. So I've I thought about doing that I'm with. Your, I'm your fan. With Habakkuk, Whenever like. You need me. I'm just right here. I love it. That'd be great. <laughs> That, that yeah because I, I truly believe we we have uh, we need to interact on that and uh, and um, not to assume other things and just to uh, have our own uh, I'm, I'm sort of very intuitive not everybody is but uh, we have our own meaning of, of things well but we we shouldn't judge right so if we once we come over the point of judging, what the other does, we are steps ahead. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. If, if we're talking about something here and uh, 
we we have the 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 same spirit in here but if it wasn't like that it was still would still be okay because it this is your opinion and i might have a different one right so everybody can state it there's nothing bad about it we haven't we are not cloned right we haven't don't need to to be uh, in 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 one opinion all the time and so even in relationships we don't right absolutely but we we would love to right yeah yeah but that's that in in normal consideration that wouldn't be normal because you have your point of view and your side and your experiences and everything and i have mine on this side and they 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 might be completely different probably they are so everybody's looking out of his side of of yes and experiences and uh one of the things i've learned from podcasting is to get curious to be curious about other people because everybody uh two things one they all have motivation everybody has a reason for what they do and uh sometimes um at least in my tradition we simplify that in ways that are not helpful to to the person and they don't actually honor the humanity of the person. And by, by that, I mean like the whole human being like you're talking about. Um, but also, um, I don't know, there was another thing, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> um, because it was really good. Shoot. Well, I'll think of it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but well, I, 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 completely for for myself and my manner i completely stopped judging so that's yes. the process to come there and i myself don't want to be judged right so right uh, whatever i uh, i'm doing uh, or, or proposing whatever this is my point of view and my opinion and that might be for you and everybody out there of the flight yes completely different and and it will be because everybody of us is different. Yes, that that's what it was. It's actually the experiences. So the other thing I've learned through podcasting is that experience is super powerful and that we we see the world through the filter of what we've actually experienced. Yeah. And um, so everybody does. And that's quite normal. But we can really um, make the effort to, to break food from that. Correct. Correct. Right? Yep. I just made it. Was it was it easy? No, of course not at all. Right, but that shaped you. Hard. Right, right. Right, but but it, I, but it shaped you in some really important ways. Right, it changed who you were. Right, and so I completely stopped that, and uh, I would even say if I if I, if I, if I was not asked for my opinion to whatever a friend or whatever i would not approach to tell him it, right right because that's my opinion and uh if he wants to 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 know what i think about it well of course i will ask. make up my my uh, my ideas on that i will take time on that but if i'm not asked why should i tell up front right right yeah, absolutely. Because that, that also, right? tends to be rude. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to, uh, to insert your opinion there unless, uh, and again, that goes back to, I don't think we always know what people's motivations are, right? We don't know why they do the things they do or what they're actually worrying about. So one helpful thing, we're back to questions is just to ask, right? Like just ask. And then, so if you, if you think your opinion would be helpful, ask if it's, if you can give it or ask if, you know, what the motivation is, like, why are you doing this thing? You know, I'd like to know more about that. And and that actually giving somebody the opportunity to listen or to, to explain and then be list, be heard is mm-hmm. huge, is so powerful and um, and helpful uh, to people. We live in a culture where, you know, information is getting very cheap, right? The 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 noise is getting louder and louder. People. Yeah putting things out, any, all manner of social media, you know, blogs and even podcasts. Right. 
Um, and so, but being heard is rare. Being mm-hmm. feel somebody feeling like, okay, not only did you ask a question, but you listened to what I said and you were interested in it. Wow. Yeah. That is a rarity. That's it's powerful. And that's something I, I love. I actually, um, I learned, I learned, I'll tell you how I learned how to do that. I worked in a call center for 10 years. That's a long time to work in a call center. That will almost kill your soul, right? Like it is yeah. mind numbing. Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, getting yelled at all day sometimes, but I learned to ask questions Mm-hmm. And to be quiet and then to take take some notes or go find the answer that I need to the point that eventually, at least in that job, I could tell within about five words what the person said, what the, what they needed and how I was going to help them. Um, but I use that skill now in podcasting, right? Like mm-hmm. I use that skill every single time I interview somebody and I ask a question and I just be quiet. And sometimes I'm quiet through the awkward pauses. I'll leave it. I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. And that then opens up a window because people are feel compelled to talk and uh, to fill that void. And then they'll share something else with me uh, because I gave them a little time to think a little time to, to kind of process that. And uh, I get some really great stories, some really amazing uh, stories about, about God. And my favorite thing is when people say one of two things, that's a great question. Cause that means they feel like they have to think about it or, I love it when people go, I don't usually tell this story or sometimes at the end, they'll be like, man, I, I haven't shared that story in a long time. I had one guy, this guy's so great. He he goes barefoot all the time. He lives in up in Conifer, which is about, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes West in the mountains of, of the Rocky mountains here um, in Denver. And um, uh, he, he lives, he's barefoot all the time in order to, um, identify with children around the world who, um, who don't have, don't have shoes, um, and living in slums and eating out of garbage, uh, garbage dumps, um, but that you know he what? helps. That is really healthy. I have is it really? time to, that's really healthy. And you get the connection with the earth, right? Yeah. Interesting. They take it they, they, with the shoes. It's, it's not at all the connection you get. Totally. Like barefoot. To- Totally. But he told me that he told me some stories about how he, he told his wife she was pregnant before she knew and all kinds of weird stuff. And he was like, dude, I never tell that story. Um, but man, that's like the best compliment as far as I can, I can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I have a, a, a sort of similar approach on that. I, I love to inter, interview, but uh, most of the times I have two or three questions based on whatever the people uh, uh, have a topic or whatever or want to talk about it. Uh, so that, uh, that shouldn't be mine. But then I let them just be in the flow, right? So it shouldn't be all the time of uh, uh, 30 minutes, one hour, whatever. I, I, I don't want to cut my, 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 my talk off here. So... Um, that's why I always try to have space until the next interview is coming. Yeah, because the, it's just the situation how it goes. But I, I, uh, I want to let the flow run it. But just if somebody is just talking for hour and hour, it's a monologue, right? Right. So I want to have it interactive. Yeah. That's for the listeners outside. A monologue is is boring, right? Right. But they are not sitting in front of the screen. They are in the car or on the run or walking or in the gym or whatever doing. And um, if, if it's talking, 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 well, you, it's like meditation and you, you're uh, likely to, uh, to fall asleep. Right. right. That's what I want. I always uh, want to have it interactive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to think of my listener as if they're sitting at the table with me. So they're sitting at my desk, kind of, I got a chair back here. I imagine them sitting there and every once in a while, I'll just say, did you catch that? Like, that's a huge point about what, what they just said, just to, just to kind of let them know that I'm still thinking about them. I know that they're there and I'm glad that they're there. You know, that's a, that's a super important um, piece to this. I had a professional broadcaster tell me he's, he's a legend in Denver, but, um, he told me, Hey, you have to talk to just one person, right? Mm-hmm. One person. And that way everybody in your audience will feel like you're talking to them 
and you're including them in the conversation uh, with whoever it is. Um, but it's, yeah, it's easy to um, just to have a conversation and be oblivious and act like you're inviting somebody into that. But it's harder to just be aware that there's actually three people in this conversation. There's you and me, and then there's our listeners and they're interacting with what we're saying at a, at a different level. And so, um, because it's past, right. And so they're kind of just observing. So just digging into that and, and trying to offer them something, um, besides just a, our conversation is, is huge. Right. That's why sort of at the end, I always, uh, maybe the expert like you or, or me sort of, uh, uh, doing a wrap up and a recap just to put it, the, the, the important things and the main points to, to just to throw them or as bullet points uh, yeah. to remember it, right? right? Because otherwise it, it gets lost. Of course, they can uh, can read it and everything of you will be in the show notes to read it. But just to wrap it up, just a short summary of whatever has been talked about. So did we cover everything you wanted to say, Eric? Or is there anything we missed or we... Uh, by the way, I love the interview with our colleague, Joseph Barron. Oh, thank you. had on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I was so fascinated. So he, he's... he was so honestly and authentic sharing uh, all the... <laughs> all the struggles there and uh, oh my goodness in plenty of them with the divorcing and childhood I, I was so relating to whatever he talked there and choosing one of the parents and the, the terrible yeah yeah he's such an interesting guy and uh, you're right he was very honest and very authentic I love that about him and he uh, he just really brought it. He was, he brought a story. I think his experience of God is also very interesting. So that was, that was great for me uh, yeah. to hear. And I like Joseph a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the approach he made from, from all the struggles there. Totally. And, and uh, really uh, he made it and then back to zero. Right. And then um, realizing, oh, what, uh, what's, what the, the goddess situation in it, right? Right, right. Because uh, often we just take things for granted. That's just how mentality is. And um, I I learned to be really grateful for even nothing. Yeah. When everything was taken, right? Right. Or facing death. There was nothing anymore i was just grateful for my dad and my sons and my dog to be there and uh, hopefully i could stay that was everything there was right right so it could have been mad gone mad in this situation also and uh, of course i had faces of that but i always try to come back to to gratefulness and uh, um after all it was, otherwise we wouldn't be talking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the point of uh, being, being grateful and thankful uh, uh, for our talk here or for the sun, for there's so many, we could uh, be grateful. We just don't see it. Right. But if we right. clearly and, uh, and, 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 and very conscious, because we are such, we are in such an unconscious on autopilot, uh, drive through our day, not even realizing what's what's going on here, and I had to learn this while losing my consciousness because everything was gone. And after my illness, I had to uh, I had to relearn everything, right? And how the washing machine goes, uh, wow. how to drive my car, everything that runs on autopilot, and we even don't realize it. I had to relearn. Uh, all the processes, right? Because it was just gone. So um, that was um, what led me to be in presence right here, right now. I'm with with you and I'm with the listeners and nothing else matters, right? That's the spot here. And before I was a multitasking genius trying to do everything at once, at least seven or eight times. And yeah, that's not healthy. Wow. No doubt. That's just how it is. 
And so I learned a lot out of my struggles and challenges, whatever has been there. So, but I, I did interrupt you, sorry. What, uh, oh. did you have anything to? No, that's fantastic. I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Okay, uh, we covered everything. I think so, yeah, we've, we have. My dear Fly Nation, thank you for listening in today. I hope you liked this episode number six with Eric Nevins on how to find back to your authentic self. Feel free to share the Fly Podcast with your friends that might also profit from the insights discussed. Don't forget to subscribe to be sure to catch your next success story with Michael Levitt airing on Thursday. Please rate and review either on freestylelifepodcast.com or on your favorite podcast directory such as iTunes, Stitcher or Spotify. You can always find all links and recaps in the show notes description on freestylelifepodcast.com. Have a great day and go for your dreams. Remember Fly Nation. Break free and fly. Talk to you next week. Bye.